0: Hi there, my name is Katherine Guidry and today as a wedding photographer, I'm going to be sharing with you how I prepared for maternity leave. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This is something that I've thought long and hard about Um, in the years leading up to my first pregnancy. I had a lot of anxiety about how to prep and prepare for having my first baby. And I am currently pregnant for my second. And so I really wanted to use this as an opportunity to share with you how I prepped for my maternity leave. I also want you to know that this channel is a resource for you. So please be sure to subscribe, check out our free guides, ask questions. I read all the comments and thank you so much for joining today. So the first thing that I want you to do when you're, you know, discovering that you're pregnant and you are starting that process of planning is pause. Don't rush into all the planning and, you know, feeling like you have to share and reach out to your clients right away. For both the first pregnancy and for this one, we did start the actual planning process in regards to, you know, our photo friends and planners at about the 11 week mark, but I did wait until the end of that first trimester to reach out to my clients. And it was pretty much right on the money, right at that 12 week mark, that I felt like, okay, I'm really, you know, feeling like this is happening, I want to go ahead and start that process of letting them know what's going on and letting them know the plan, which I'm going to be talking about with you in this particular episode. So the first step that I took is in actually reaching out to the photographers that are going to be filling in for me in the time that either it's leading up to the actual maternity leave, the delivery of the baby, or maybe following the birth where I'm not going to be quite back yet from maternity leave. So those photographers that I knew I wanted to reach out to and inquire about their availability were the first people that I reached out to. At that point, I, you know, didn't dig into too much of the details quite yet, especially if there was a planner involved. I just kind of wanted to see if they were available. I knew that they were people that I trusted, but I wanted to also make sure that the planner was on board. So after I had spoken with the photographers, I reached out to the planners. The reason why is because oftentimes when you know we're working with a luxury client, that planner was who recommended us. And so I felt like I owed it to them as well as to the client to connect with them and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is who I'm thinking. Are you cool with that? Do you have any thoughts? Because Ultimately, we're documenting the wedding for the client, but we're also documenting the design details for the other vendor partners, including the planner. And being that the planner does often recommend us to the client, I felt it was important that whoever was going to be replacing us or joining us would be someone that they felt comfortable with as well. Once I knew that the planners were on board, I then circled back to the photographers and went ahead and confirmed those dates. I knew that they were available. The timeframe between initially contacting them and circling back had only been like a few days. And so, you know, when I went back to them, we just secured the date that conversation looked a lot more in depth. We talked about location, we talked a little bit about the client, we talked about the pricing structure. And everyone's pricing is going to probably be different as an associate photographer. One thing that could be nice to do is to have that photographer offer two different pricing for you. The first pricing option would be what price are they gonna charge to join you for the wedding day? For those weddings that are very close to my due date or probably too soon for me to return back, I wanted to know what it would look like if I was there, if I so happened to be there for those clients, which I hope to be, what that price looks like from them if I am there as the lead with them, you know, associate slash assisting. And then also what their pricing would be if I wasn't there or what that would look like if they were okay with that. Obviously the photographers that we've chosen to step in for us are qualified. I know that they can primary photograph easily, that's their full-time job, and I do think that's important. I wouldn't think about only money in this situation and what you're gonna be paying that photographer. Rather, you need to think about prioritizing and taking care of your client, your planner, your vendor partners, because that's really what's gonna reflect well on you and what's gonna give you peace of mind when you're out, whether you're delivering or it's postpartum, wherever you are in that pregnancy journey, you really wanna feel like you Can focus on your baby at that time and know that your client is taken care of with my first child my daughter we did actually miss a wedding we delivered the day of the event I was induced it was an emergency induction and so I didn't have the choice to attend I knew that was an option and so we had two photographers lined up which is another point we'll circle back to in a minute but we did in fact utilize both of those photographers on the day where my daughter was born and they did an amazing job I as soon as I messaged everyone and let you know the planner the client the two photographers know what was going on my brain went to baby I knew that we had timelines in place that we had plans in place and it allowed me to labor focusing on the delivery another side note is that I knew I wanted to deliver unmedicated if I could and so that was gonna take a lot of focus for me. And I knew that going in. And so I just decided in advance, like I wanna have everything lined up and prepared in regards to the business so that when I do step away from the business and I start focusing on being a mom for that period of time, that that really is where my heart and my brain is at that time. Let's go back to that conversation with the photographer. So once you've received their pricing and you've agreed to that, which you do want to probably have an idea of that before you go to the planner and then come back and confirm. So I did know what those photographers were priced at, but once we went back and 100% confirmed, that's when we make it solid. And the way that we did that was through a contract and a retainer payment. So just in the same way that a client secured us for the date, we also secured that associate photographer with an associate photographer contract, and with a retainer payment. We structured the retainer payment in the same way that a client structures it for us. So when they sign the contract, when we sign the contract, we remitted a retainer for them to hold the date, and then 30 days prior to the event, we're going to go ahead and pay them. Because the way that we structured the framework is that they're going to be there no matter what. So that's what I would recommend to do as well, just because again, it's going to give you peace of mind knowing that everything's documented, we're all on the same page inside of that contract that associate contract there's a few things that you want to include of course the basic information you know their contact information their phone number their email their address all of that good stuff in addition to specifics about payment, payment schedule, what happens if they don't show up, what happens if the images are lost, same thing as what you would have in your contract. In addition, you wanna outline what's gonna happen in regards to images, like are they gonna be shooting on your cards or are their cards on their gear or your gear? How and when are the images going to be delivered? Are they going to be recognized in any way in regards to photo credit on social and in publications? All of these things you want to outline in your associate photographer contract. If you're interested in checking out what we use for our associate photographer contract, please feel free to reach out to us on our website. It's not something that we are publicly listing yet at catgeeducation.com, but it is something that I would be interested in selling before we get that product live. So please feel free to reach out about that. And who knows, maybe by the time you watch this video, it will be live at the education shop at catgeeducation.com. So I've talked a lot about what's gonna happen before contacting the client. We've reached out to the photographer, we reached out to the planner, and we kind of have that plan set in place. And now it comes time to reach out to the client, which really is, I feel, the most heavy part, because when the clients book us, they've been thinking about who they wanted to hire as their photographer for a very long time, their date is secured, and it's just a tough conversation to have. One thing that's given me comfort is knowing that this is something very exciting. This is a part of life. This is how we all got here. Someone gave birth to us at some point. And so I I think that at the end of the day, people do really understand. It is heartbreaking and we wanna approach it with empathy, but this is a part of life. And so that's really helped me. Another thing that's really helped me feel better about the whole situation and circumstance surrounding what happens when you get pregnant as a wedding photographer is the fact that, you know, emergencies can happen at any time. I know I've personally stepped in for a photographer who, you know, got sick the day before an event. There are people that I know that have had emergency car accidents or accidents or their parents got sick. I mean life is crazy in that way and we never know what's going to happen. And so, you know, I want you to take comfort in knowing that this is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful, beautiful part of life. And you are doing everything that I'm talking about here with you to get in a good place of planning and to be there for your client. So keep that in mind and know that when you do approach the client that you've done everything that you can to make this right for them. So when you do contact the client, the way that I've done so is that I've done the first initial contact via email. I want to give them time to process the news on their own. By the way, this is not before I have shared publicly. This is not before I've posted on social media. The clients come first. These clients have invested their heart in you, their money in you, and so you really want to prioritize them. So I reach out to them in the email, I let them know that we're very excited, I'm pregnant, and that I also understand that their wedding is around my due date. And depending on when their wedding is, I do customize every single client email. So every single email is a little bit different. If they're someone that I'm just sharing the news with because they're a client, then I let them know, hey, you know, I'm due in such and such month, This does not affect your wedding. I just wanna let you know because we're super excited. If it's one of those clients though that you know there's a possibility that you could miss, that's when you come in with the plan. You let them know, hey, you know, I will be there for you if I can. I hope to be there, and if I'm not, this is the plan that I have in place. When you do start to dive into the details of who's going to be replacing you, there's a few things that you wanna include. You wanna let them know who they are, first and last name. You wanna provide a link to their website and or their social media. If you have a full wedding gallery of theirs, then you wanna provide that as well. Even if you don't provide that, I would collect it from the photographer that you're gonna be hiring and just have it in your back pocket just in case it's a request because some clients are gonna wanna see a full wedding gallery, understandably so, but they may feel okay just having seen the portfolio and the website. When you give them that information, let them know, and you'll also wanna confirm this with the photographer as well, that you're happy to hop on a phone call with them if they have any questions. And of course, the photographer that will be present the day of the wedding, they can talk to as well. Whether they wanna talk to them now or wait until it's a little bit closer to the wedding date, that's totally up to them. But I do think that's a really important component. It's something that I didn't know would happen going into my first pregnancy. I did learn that some of the clients wanted to connect with the photographer over the phone, and that was great. And it really, I think, helped to relieve some of the nerves that they have. So include all of those things on the email. One of the most commonly asked questions that I know I've gotten from other wedding photographers is how long did you photograph weddings for? So for my first pregnancy, my last wedding was at 37 weeks. I did have the wedding that I mentioned earlier that I missed at 40 weeks, but I didn't actually photograph it. And I will say that for me personally, toward the end of my pregnancy, physically, it got really hard. I probably wouldn't publicly acknowledge that anywhere else except for here because this is an informational video and I want this episode to really be helpful, but I would say after about 35 weeks, things start to get a bit more challenging, especially for such a physically demanding job. So things like bending over, picking up gear, just moving as quickly as you usually do. And so it's really nice to have help. This pregnancy, I learned that and that's why starting at 35 weeks, we are going to have help. I highly recommend that. Even if it's just someone to come and like help you move things around and pick up, you know, your styling mat and help with the bride's dress. All of those things are physically demanding and are a big part of what we do. When it gets close to your delivery, I definitely suggest having some help, having that primary lined up for you to come, no matter what, and maybe even consider for those later weddings at like 37, 30, eight weeks depending on how long into your pregnancy you're photographing that maybe they can actually step in and take over after the formal events are complete. When it gets to dancing and drinking and all the fun things that happen at the reception, it's not as imperative for you to be there as the primary photographing every single minute and so as long as you communicate that to the client and let them know what's going on, that's a really good plan to have. Another question that I have often is when did I come back after the baby? Note that every pregnancy is different and you don't want to compare yourself to other people because you really just don't know how your body is going to heal. Every birth is different. I did have a natural delivery for my daughter and so I was you know, moving around again pretty quickly. But I was in pain for several weeks. My first session back was at six weeks and it was fine. I felt good. I wasn't moving quite as quickly as I was before, you know, but I think it was is it was okay for me to go back at that six-week mark. My first wedding back was at eight weeks. I think mentally it felt quick, but physically I felt great. So I think that, you know, Everyone is a little different, but for us this time, I'm gonna have a full 10 week maternity leave, which I'm excited about, because I'll get that two extra weeks back, and I won't have any sessions before then. I've been super proactive about reaching out to people about sessions. If you have engagements or bridals booked with your offerings, reach out to them and try to get those scheduled way in advance so that you don't have to worry about coming back from your maternity leave too soon in order to get those done. I'm really trying to think about all the questions that people have asked me, other wedding photographers, because there are so many things that are really unique and niche to what we do. But when it comes to breastfeeding, I did breastfeed following the birth of my daughter, and I did pump through my sixth month postpartum. And so what that looked like for me was purchasing the Willow Pump. I decided to make that investment because it's wireless. It's something that I could wear while taking pictures. I didn't have to actually stop to go, you know, away from the wedding or away from the wedding party to Pump and so I brought a bag with me. It had all the cleaning stuff. Um, I had an ice like a little ice chest bag with me, and I would literally when there was a break so like for example I would pump right before I started photographing and then about the three hour mark after I had been shooting or the two to three hour mark I would pump again and that was usually around the formal photos so I would either do that right before put the pumps on right before or right after the formals before the ceremony and then again after the formal events and then again at the very end of the night so I would pump about four times while I was photographing and it was fun. I wore a big scarf around my neck, and I can't tell you the amount of times that people, uh, you know, maybe that I was really close to like the bride or the mother of the bride, and they would ask if I was breastfeeding, and I shared with them that I had the willow pump and that I pumped during the day, and they had no idea. So that was really cool for me to experience that, you know, I was able to do something that I wanted. Uh, Breastfeeding was really important to me, something that I wanted to experience. And the willow pump helped me have that opportunity. I don't know how I would have done it otherwise. I felt like with the weddings that we were photographing, there really was never a big 20 minute break anywhere in the day. And so it just helped me pop them in and keep going. And then whenever I was done, I would take them out, clean them and just keep going about the day. So it was really such a a well worth it investment and one that I'll plan to use again. I will say that you do need to use the bags. Uh, there's like bags and containers, which I had both. The Containers are reusable, the bags are not, but the bags are the only system that's leak free. So I like have heard really great things about the LV, but the Willow pump does not leak with the bags. You can literally like lean forward when you're styling, you can lay on your back if you're at home. I mean, they're amazing pumps. So the containers, not so great to be honest. I think they still have some technology to work out with that, but the pumps have been awesome. In regards to destination events, I did my first destination event where I was flying out of state at four months postpartum. I think it was probably harder for me mentally than anything. And being that I was breastfeeding, it was obviously like tough to keep my supply up while away, but everything was great. The wedding was beautiful and I felt very, you know, proud of the fact that I was able to do that and and come back and still feel like, okay, I did that. You know, I I was able to go and photograph this destination event and the baby was fine. It really all worked out. I had a lot of anxiety about it before, but it was great. And I think I was gone for Three days total. I flew in the day before, photographed the day of the event, and then flew back the day after. I wanted to end this episode with just a little bit of advice, and that is to trust yourself, to trust your body, to understand that everyone is different. The way that I've done things might be different than the way that you want to do things or what works well for you. And so I want this to be helpful and don't think that you have to do every single thing the same as someone else. You can take little bits and pieces and figure out what's really going to work well for you and just trust that. Trust your gut, trust your body, know that you're a strong woman, a strong business owner, a strong mother, and that everything is going to be okay. I really think that I had so much fear and anxiety around, you know, this journey that I was going in and I'm here to tell you that it all worked out and it is going to be okay. You're going to figure it out. I hope that this was a helpful resource for you. If you have any questions at all, I am truly an open book. I want to be helpful. I want to empower other women to continue into motherhood, into their careers, and so Please feel free, ask questions in the comments. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this helpful, don't forget to subscribe and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.